Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Rome Business Radio. This is the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. Uh, I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio. And I'm Thomas Kisler with the Rome Floyd Chamber. Hello, Thomas. Hey, Roger. How are you doing? I'm good. How is spring treating you? Oh, it's beautiful. The, po- the pollen everywhere, you know. Uh, in my nose, in my eyes, in my throat, but uh, we're getting there. But we do love what we refer to as the Chamber of Commerce weather, the old cliche. Uh, it's been great. Uh, and now that we got past the, the flooded rivers from two or three weeks ago, uh, the hiking, the walking trails are starting to, to, to uh, you know, uh, make themselves available again as the water has receded finally. Um, so anyway, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, Thomas, I know we want to talk about a great Rome Chamber event that's coming up Friday, April 23rd, both virtually and at the DeSoto Theater. Uh, if you want to touch, touch on that event and tell us who our guests are, please, here in the Zoom room. Yeah, we're really excited to have uh, our confluence, our annual confluence uh, this year coming up next week, uh, Friday, April 23rd, uh, here at the the Soto Theater. Uh, It's going to be a hybrid event, so uh, we'll uh, expect some in-person attendance as well as uh, virtual attendees. Um, We have a lineup of great guest speakers. Uh, Two of those are today on today's podcast. Uh, Megan Kennedy uh, joining us uh, from um michigan right now and then uh, curtis molly uh who will uh, open up um uh, the conference uh next friday and we're all eager to hear uh and brainstorm and just talk uh innovations inventors and uh business uh and paradoxes and uh how to overcome them and climb mountains so i'm i'm really excited to to hear uh things from you guys well, Thomas, before we get to them quickly, uh, it's, it's called Confluence. Can you just tell me at, how, how many years have we been doing this? Do you know? Uh, roughly uh, 20 years. Okay. And it changed uh, like uh, seven years ago or so. Uh, it was rebranded to Confluence uh, since uh, Rome, you know, is, is on a confluence of two rivers. So, uh, and it's just, you know, makes sense, Confluence. Uh, there are many an- analogies uh, to, to the confluence. So, right. um, yeah, two decades. And it's about entrepreneurship, technology, innovation, forward thinking. And we've got two great guests who, if you go to their LinkedIn profiles, are a lot smarter than me. So let's let them do the talking. <laughs> Hi, Megan. How are you? I am doing very well, and I don't think that's true, but it's very sweet of you. <laughs> um, well, I, I started reading bios, and I was like, "Okay, this is not this is not sports. This is not movies. <laughs> this, this is this is uh, you know this is not podcasting. This is real good stuff." Uh, and Megan, you are technically with okay, Orange Sparkle Ball. Is that the name of your business? What does that mean, and where did that come from, and yeah. what do you guys do? <laughs> Uh, oh, yes, we get that, that question all the time. Um, I will answer what we do first, and then I'll come back to the silly answer for the name. Um, we are an innovation and impact agency, and what that basically means is we help people who are trying to do something new or pivot. So we develop and accelerate new ideas. Um, so that might mean we work with a large corporation trying to do pilots and incorporate new technology It might mean that we work with a community group who's trying to do something new in the community. Um, And then do you want me to tell you what the name is from? Well, sure. It's very catchy. 
Um, it was a cat toy that I had. Uh, my I had a cat who liked an orange sparkle ball a very long time ago when I was just a child and was starting this company. Well, that's clever. It's it's personally attached <laughs> to you, and it it's a great marketing tool because people go, "Wait, what is this?" They remember it. It is true. Orange yeah. sparkle. What was what was the cat's name? Max. <laughs> He, he stole it from me. I was using a lot of, I was doing a craft project and he stole it and walked around crying with it in his mouth. So we talked about it a lot. <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, let's welcome Curtis to the show. We'll, we'll swing back to you, Megan. Um, Curtis, you're in Utah, correct? And if, I, if I've got the most current title, you're with the Initiative on Technology at the University of Utah. You're the director of that. Is that correct? And the Collard, it's the Collard Initiative on Technology, as well as the owner of the Entrepreneur's Paradox. Okay. So, again, some of this was, I read your bio, went right over my head. What do you do and what do you teach there at, at Utah and what do you do? <laughs> so, the, the, I recently released a book called The Entrepreneur's Paradox, um, which helps entrepreneurs to accelerate their business into a rapid growth company. And really helps them reach new heights. And um, I've got a I've got a crazy audacious mission, and that is to help one million entrepreneurs achieve next level success. And um, so that's that's part of what I do. The other is um, I work at the Collart Initiative on Technology at the University of Utah, which helps students to integrate new age technologies into their degree. And it doesn't matter what their degree is. It could be business, dance, communications, English, sports broadcasting, doesn't matter. Um, we help them integrate new technologies like artificial intelligence, virtual reality, blockchain and Bitcoin, um, all sorts of different things into their degree so that when they hit the workforce, they're able to hit the ground running. All right. So this is way past emails and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. The, the, well, it sounds like both of you also are, are in the motivation business as well. Uh, would that be safe to say? But using using technology to to not only help businesses maybe make a change in something, but to motivate them to do things differently with forward thinking. Is that fair to say, Megan? I think that is fair to say. Um, I think anytime somebody. Uh, runs into something that's a, a hurdle or a, a block, um, there's a bit of motivation that you need to help them get past that. And so that can be super subtle or it can be much more, um, we can we can give gentle nudges or we can give more forceful nudges. Um, but helping them see past their block and see what the future can look like um, is a lot of what we do. And I think that's what you, that's what I am interpreting your um motivation insight as which i thought was a great insight by the way so well thank you is that so so a business comes to you and says uh we're lagging behind our competition because we're using old software uh we need to use new software they come to you and say we need your help not only getting this installed and understanding it technologically but how to help it maximize our business is that correct kind of they may (laughs) okay Yes. And what I would say to them is um, that's a, a 
pretty big problem that probably has um, several different aspects to it. So I would encourage them to break it down into very specific use cases and the use cases just defining a specific problem within the bigger problem. And so if we can get to a very specific problem, then we can go out and do a really low risk pilot that allows us to test some solution to that problem. And so it's almost like taking the big problem and breaking it down into smaller building blocks that you can tackle in a kind of much more achievable and quick way with low risk. Baby steps. Exactly. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Uh, Curtis on motivation. Uh, you had touched on that as well. I just kind of, is that, is that something that's key to your message as well? Yeah, it's, um, it's funny because, one of the statistics that you look at the um, Bureau of Labor Statistics, they say that you know, 30% of businesses will go out of business in the first year and 50% will go out of business within five years. And I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that businesses fail. I believe entrepreneurs quit. And, and the, the reason I say that is because any business can succeed when the proper business principles are applied to it. And, um, and getting entrepreneurs to work past the, um, the difficulties, work past the, the pitfalls, there's 16 pitfalls that I talk about in the book, um, really motivates them to start climbing their own mountain and, and finding out what heights they really can achieve. Wow, this is, this is interesting. Thomas, how did you come across these people to come to be part of Confluence? And, and tell us about some of, perhaps some of the other guests that are going to be there as well. Well, it's it's all about you know networking and uh, connecting with people, and you know I just I just applied uh, what we do best at the chamber. Uh, we network and connect, and uh, that's that's you know how I met Megan, um, and that's how I met Curtis. Curtis actually already had a prior affiliation uh, with Rome. He was on a, a podcast uh, with a um, fellow uh, journalist, uh, Tony McIntosh. Um, before so um that's how we were talking about that and we thought hey that would be a great uh you know uh speaker for our co- upcoming conference and um the same with megan we met through uh mark kaiser who uh used to live in rome so it's just about networking and talking to people listening to people and um that's that's how we found each other and you know there's some some good chemistry i already can feel it and uh we had some some conversations prior to that, and um, we are really excited to have them both uh, speak uh, next week. Now, now, Megan, I think you said on the Zoom you're in you're in Northern Michigan right now, but your your business is Atlanta based, so uh, you're normally in Atlanta. I go back and forth. I, you know, the pandemic has has been a bit of a disruptor, um, so wait, I've been in Michigan much more. Wait, we had a pandemic. <laughs> I, I, I had not heard. I'm teasing. Right. <laughs> Um, right. Um, so I've been in, I'm from Michigan, so I grew up here as we were talking about the Tigers earlier, but, um, so I've been spending more time in Michigan during the pandemic, but the business is in Atlanta and has been for 20 years. I can't believe I just said that. Well, cause you're affiliated with Georgia tech somehow I saw in your bio. Is that correct? Um, Yes. So I have a weird background. I have a public health background from, and I went to Rollins School of Public Health at Emory, and then I went back to grad school at Georgia Tech, the College of Design. So we have a really hybrid kind of um, human-centered design-focused approach. 
Um, so we work both with Rollins a lot and we work with tech a lot. They're both very close to my heart. Gotcha. Uh, uh, what is Curtis, what is your background? Um, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. So I've started five different companies. Um, I am a patent holder. Um, have, yeah, <laughs> there's, there's the whole <laughs> trophy shelf that it's kind of embarrassing talking about, but um, since you asked, <laughs> well, yeah, sure. We, so some of my companies have been on the Inc 500 uh, fastest growing, fastest growing company in Utah, um, 40 under 40, all of those, all of those fun awards. And how often do, and I guess I'll come back to Megan. How often do you guys get invited to speak at events like this? Uh, and do you, I mean, do you enjoy it? Obviously you do, but, 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 uh, cause you're, you're doing it for Rome, but how often do you get Megan? How often do you get invited to speak and, and. Um, I, we love it. It's one of the things that we do a lot. Um, and we, we get in, invited to speak. In fact, today I have three different speaking things, which was bad, just bad planning. Um, but it's something that we really feel like is important. So we do a lot of speaking at different universities. Um, we do a lot of speaking at community events um, around kind of innovation around community um, touching on entrepreneurship, um, but also uh, uses the same practices to do innovation within a company. Um, so short answer, a lot. And Curtis? Um, yeah, as far as keynotes go, about uh, about one a month and then interviews, another podcast. Um, yeah, it's, uh, shoot, one week I think I had six or eight um, different radio interviews or podcasts. Have you ever been to Rome, Georgia, Curtis? I, I believe I have. Um, I, at one point in my career, I worked for um, Franklin Covey and Franklin Covey has a, um, has a satellite office out that way. And I, I don't think I stopped, but I think I went through Rome, Georgia. Well, I hope you stop this time and uh, before and after your, your speaking engagement and <laughs> stay a day or two. Uh, it's a beautiful city. Uh, I'd love to have you. Megan, have you ever been to Rome? I have been to Rome, but I have several. Um, so Thomas mentioned Mark Kaiser, who's a big fan of Rome, and he's been um, talking to me about getting and spending a little, getting there and spending a little bit more time. So I have several plans to to spend more time. <laughs> yeah, we love it. It's a great town, Curtis. What is if if I had to take a kind of a big picture step back overview? You know, what is the most kind of important thing that maybe young people, because you're at the university level as well, are missing out on that you want to get communicated or taught to them about technology and their future? Yeah, it, it's funny because when I was going to school, um, technology meant um, WordPerfect and, and then Microsoft Word, how to use a mouse, you know, those type of things. Now technology is is artificial intelligence and neural networking, um, the students that we, we train, that we teach to integrate technology into their degrees, um, you know, they're, they're learning blockchain, the foundation for cryptocurrency, literally from some of the world's best. We have the CTO of Ernst & Young teaching. And these skills are not just important, but they're necessary in today's workforce. Uh, it's you know, app development, all, all the different aspects of, of getting into the real world of, of 
the work environment is so critical to have that technology bent on top of the degree. We actually offer a certificate there. Um, but yeah, there it's, it's kind of fun because it's my, my life has, um, a lot of entrepreneurship built into it, but it also has that teaching and, um, that aspect of tech as well. Well, I'm I'm middle-aged, so I am of the generation that believes when you start talking about artificial intelligence, I've seen a lot of movies where the robots are going to take over. (laughs) (laughs) And and, uh, so, and this cryptocurrency, you know, if I don't have, direct deposit freaked me out. You know, electronic transfer of funds freaks me out. But cryptocurrency, are you kidding me? Uh, that's where the world is moving. So it's, it's time to jump on board because they're, uh, my prediction is that cryptocurrency will become universal. And so um, I don't know that cash is going away, but I do believe that cryptocurrency will become universal. Okay. Um, Megan, uh, back to the big picture. What, what kind of would be your first little main mantra you would like businesses to understand about what they might be missing out on and how I guess your company and you, you can help them regarding technology and how they can implement it and take more advantage of it? Um, I think it goes back to that, how we were talking about kind of piecemeal the problem. Mm -hmm. So it's really daunting to to think about a big problem. And, um, you know, to to Curtis's point, um, taking on a big problem and thinking I need to use AI to solve it is really daunting. But if you... Even I, I love what you're doing working with college students to incorporate technology because that basically leads right into um, equipping them to really not be um, overwhelmed by thinking you have to solve everything at once with the technology. So all that to say, um, being fine with solving a piece of your problem as long as it's moving you toward a solution because you can then do an iterative um, kind of walk through pilots and and adapt increasingly complex technology, or maybe you don't need that. But um, thinking about things as sections instead of a whole um, helps people not be overwhelmed by kind of the the gravity of the movement or the problem. So I, I can just tell by the way you you you, you are very methodical about implementation uh there there's a process you have to be yeah okay exactly um uh, curtis when i i I know i made light earlier of artificial intelligence um because i have to make light of things i don't understand it's just the sarcasm in me um what what is how what is artificial intelligence and how will it benefit us at the base level artificial intelligence is it's truly just a set of commands that the computer uses to start parsing data and, and looking at pattern recognition. And so um, it's, it really is just a very advanced computer program yeah, at the base level. Um, and they, the way it helps us is, um, believe it or not, artificial intelligence is baked in already to, to almost all parts of your daily life. Um, you pick up your cell phone, it's packed full of artificial intelligence. You go onto social media, um, LinkedIn, um, for example, if someone sends you a message on LinkedIn, um, the natural language recognition of the, the AI will actually go through and scrub the message and say, here's some suggested responses that um, make sense based on what that person just talked to you about. 
and you can um, select one of those. That's artificial intelligence. Um, self-driving cars is based on artificial intelligence. And actually, our students, um, they, they are programming self-driving cars. They're, they're about the size of a, uh, of a bread box. They're little remote cars. But um, in one semester, they're able to implement and, and program self-driving cars. Uh, and the, the, the artificial intelligence is actually coming much more accessible. Um, there's interfaces, there's UIs that you can tap into that you don't, you don't have to program it. You can just benefit from the work of others. Is one level of artificial intelligence, as you mentioned it at its core, it's a program, is, is something that's unique about it, or am I literally getting this from the movies? Does it learn? You, know, you mentioned um, a se- sense, it, it does. In it, a sense, it, it does learn. Okay. Um, it's, yeah. It is programmed to be able to recognize patterns, basically. And, um, and it uses a set of instructions or algorithms to be able to do that independent of human thought which is, is fun. Um, do I think they're going to take over now? <laughs> I think that they'll, it, it's kind of like us and butterflies. Um, we, <laughs> if they ever do get smarter than us, which they probably will, um, they'll probably look at us as, as butterflies. Just, Oh, there's that cute little thing over there and they'll let us go about our way. I think you need to go watch the Terminator series of movies, Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Terminator, but um, <laughs> so um, Thomas, tell us more about the event itself. Uh, we know Friday, April 23rd. How can people, how can people sign up? What do people need to do? Well, you sign up and register through the chamber website. Uh, Rome, Floyd chamber, uh, Rome, Georgia.com uh, is the uh, website. But what I, what I wanted, I want to add something to the conversation, if I may, uh, if you still have a little bit of time. Oh, um, sure, sure. Um, what I like about our, our guests, our, our really young guests, is you um, surround yourself with even younger folks, you know. So, um, and uh, the confluence is targeted towards, you know, that really young crowd the, the the millennials you know but i'm really ex- excited to hear from you guys you know what can we expect from from the new next generation the gen z they're about to uh, enter the work- workforce uh how do you, do you have a uh, you know like a feel how they take differently from the millennials we kind of like learned how they uh, uh work and take and think and play and live um what's your opinion on the next one We'll start with you, Megan. Oh, that's sort of unfair, huh? <laughs> um, I was going to say, Curtis works with the university students all the time. Um, I, I'm going to give you some insights just from um, some of the speaking we do in undergrad programs um, and then some of the interns that we talk to. Um I, and I don't know this is different than millennials, but there's a level of self-awareness that's really helpful. Um, So I often have much more um, kind of self-aware conversations um, with, especially people who are thinking of interning with us because our, um, the pace of our work is really fast. Um, There's nothing is the same every day. So the job is not you know, you can't come in and depend on something being the exact same as it was yesterday. Um, and I find as I'm talking to people about that, they're much more able to either select in or select out of that. 
they then you know definitely than I was, um, which is just a lovely kind of transparency that we can have on both sides. So that's the thing that I've been kind of um, contemplating and uh, thinking is really refreshing. Curtis, yeah, the it's we live in a in a very unique time. We live in a time where the the world is at a a, a precipice, and um, things are are changing on a global scale. And the pandemic was part of the catalyst of this. Um, but if you look at you look at all the geopolitical factors, you look at the economies of the world. They're growing in exponentially almost. Um, the the you look at the changes that have happened because of the pandemic, and I'm I'm really excited for the next generation because, um, like Megan said, there there is this awareness. There's this uh, crazy awareness that this next generation has, and we're we're kind of hitting the reset button with the pandemic and there's so many things that we have to do differently that we you know we're wearing masks now the entire world is wearing masks i just got back from an international trip two days ago the entire world wears masks that's never happened there's so much change that's going on that this next generation is going to step into this this very unique opportunity to see the change and and be able to adopt solutions to make our world a better place. I'm so excited for our next generation. Well, that's one interesting thing. And just touching on in my lifetime, our lifetimes, the world certainly because of technology and the internet and what have you, the world's just gotten smaller uh, because you can reach out around the world, you know, via zoom, (laughs) via your smartphone. And I'm also fascinated by the fact this generation that's coming up, they don't remember a time. They don't even remember flip phones, you know, much less landlines, you know, they, 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 they're three years old with an iPad in their hands, understanding yeah. touch screens already. And, you know, I go back to a time when I was a kid, I was dad's remote control. You know, he would snap his fingers and say, you know, son, change the channel to gun smoke <laughs> when, when there were three networks and it's just, everything is, everything moves so fast and I can't keep up, but I guess if you want to keep up, you need to come to confluence, right, Thomas? That's correct, and uh, that's that's one of the reasons uh, why we actually do the confluence uh, to to talk to our young local talents. And the goal, you know, with everything changing so fast, uh, you know, the the challenge is um, to keep that talent in our community. You know, uh, you can work from our community everywhere in the world, so we have to sparkle, uh, you know, their their thoughts and their energy, and you know, help them to become a successful entrepreneur with their, you know ideas that they have and with their inventions and you have you know to uh to guide them and to lead them you know to become leaders and you know there are lots of feeders but they need to know that we have all these feeders in our community and uh the infrastructure for them uh, to stay here you know there is no need uh to to move out uh you know to, to the big world everything is so close you know and uh, especially now you know we, we see you know People are moving out by the thousands uh, daily from Manhattan and uh, from from Miami and finding uh, smaller places uh, like like Rome. And uh, um, we wa- we want to uh, you know take advantage of that and uh, you know use those young the next generation to be a part of uh, our our growing uh, population and community here. So and and I think you guys are speaking here at, at Confluence next week. Uh, 
you know, will, will help them to, to get, you know, really excited uh, about starting a business or, you know, about thinking about their ideas. You don't even have to start a business. Sometimes it's just the idea and you don't. And, you know, also, you know, if you can be a well-established entrepreneur or workforce uh, participant, you know, you have an idea, just just go for it. But but what it takes, um, you know, you guys, you guys have the tools and we are very excited to have you next week. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm reflecting back on Curtis's line about entrepreneurs not not failing as much as quitting. Um, so that's that's a that's a little line I'm going to remember. Um, contact information so people can follow you guys on social media or if you have business websites, you know, hopefully they'll either see you on Zoom or come see you in Rome at the DeSoto Theater Friday, April 23rd. But but Megan, how can people find out more about Orange Sparkle Ball or or communicate with you if they want to do some business with you? Um, thank you. Uh, the, our site is probably the easiest. Um, it's orangesparkleball.com. And there's a, oh, that's a good idea. Um, and there's a contact form. And so that's a really easy way. You can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, and I will put the LinkedIn in the chat as well. And uh, Curtis, contact information for you, website, et cetera, or your book? all of the above <laughs> you bet so um www.entrepreneursparadox.com is will tell you about the book about the methodology about speaking etc um you can also find me on linkedin.com slash in slash curtis morley and um c-u-r-t-i-s-m-o-r-l-e-y or um twitter yeah, my handle at Twitter is speed climb. So going up fast, speed climb. Catchy. Thomas, final thoughts? Final thoughts. First of all, if anybody is interested in uh, Curtis's book, we have them. So uh, check, come to the chamber and, uh, you know, ask for the book. Uh, I'm reading it right now to make to my homework. I already did my homework with Megan. I joined uh, one of her speaking engagements a couple of weeks ago. There's a chamber up in Michigan, uh, which was very enlightening and fun to watch. And um, again, guys, I'm so excited to see you next week. Uh, looking forward to hear you. Uh, and if anybody wants tickets uh, go or register, go to RomeGA.com. Uh, call the Rome Floyd Chamber and uh, we still have a few tickets left. So uh, excited to, for next week. Thank you, guys. Thanks. It's going to be a great event again, Friday, April 23rd. And uh, before we go, I want to touch on one thing that we touched on prior to it, we, before we just started taping, about our mutual respect and love of Dale Murphy, the great Atlanta Brave. <laughs> of course, with Curtis being based in Utah, and I, I noticed on LinkedIn, he and I should share Dale Murphy as a common connection and uh, come to find out Megan, despite her Michigan background, loving the Tigers, everybody loves Dale Murphy. Everybody and loves <laughs> that's got nothing to do with anything but we love dale murphy all right thank thank you everybody for for participating it was fascinating uh friday april 23rd will be a great event go to the chamber's website to learn more or to sign up thomas as always a pleasure thank you man thank you and we will see you guys next friday april 23rd for the rome chamber small business spotlight i'm roger manis we are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. You have been listening to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. Thank you so much.